When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. LMFM Podcasts with CNC Carpets. We bring the showroom to you. Or you can book a personal consultation at our fabulous new showroom in Moortown, Dramiskin. Call 087-660-40-237 or visit our website at cnccarpets.com to book an appointment. CNC Carpets, for all your carpet and wood flooring needs. 11 to 1 with Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kingscourt. Visit our showrooms or check out our new website, gilmores.ie, to see the amazing 222 range of Mercedes-Benz cars or our huge selection of used Mercedes-Benz vehicles. Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kingscourt, the best in motoring here for you. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Bon Jovi kicking us off this Wednesday morning. This is LMFM's 11 to 1. Sinead Brazzle here with you. Oh, it's so good to be back. How are you getting on? Hope you're doing well. Mess just flying in already on 086-1800-658. I'm a bit rusty. I was look, sitting around here going, what do I press again? I've been away that long. But look, at, we're back in action and it feels like ages. I haven't talked to you in ages. But I did have um, a really lovely couple of weeks off. Weather was good for the most part, which is what you want. And... I just completely switched off, completely switched off from work, which you have to do. You really do uh, once in a while and took a family trip to Killarney for a few days. And that was lovely. What a gorgeous part of the country. It's a, it really is. And um, I hadn't been there since probably childhood, I'd say. So it was really lovely to be back. And uh, we did the Gap of Dunlow. Didn't realise how long that actually is. Did that without water or snacks? Thing, it's like we'll just walk up the gap. It'll be grand. Oh my god! But it was brilliant. It was really, really beautiful. And we did the uh, Killarney National Park as well. Took a boat trip as well. Uh, tipped off into Tralee and then on to Cork. So it was a great time had by all. But the drive down. Oh my god. The drive down is long, isn't it? Oh, it's a long L drive. Four and a half hours, something like that. But it's longer, isn't it, with kids? It really is. These are just some of the things that happened on our trip to Killarney. She would barely arrived in the M1 when my six-year-old said, are we there yet? Oh, no, son. We've about 350,000 million kilometres left to do. No, we're not nearly there. Second thing was, it started to lash rain. I mean, just what you want when you're starting your holidays. And I mean... Pelton, like Pelton rain. And then what happened was the window wipers started to kind of go across, not, you know, like that slow thing. And I was like, oh my God, the wipers aren't working properly. After a while, they kicked in. Oh my God, though, I was freaking out with that. <laughs> Number three, the GPS lady told us too late to stay left. So we were nearly off to Galway or somewhere. Hurry up, GPS lady. I need time to stay in the lane. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> to react to you. <sighs> then number four. Ma'am, I think I can see Killarney, says the six-year-old. Son, we haven't even left Dublin yet. You, you couldn't be. You couldn't see Killarney. Then, of course, can I have a drink? Cue me firing a bottle of water into the back seat for the 50th time. Number six. This will happen no matter how long the road trip. Does anyone need the toilet? Tell me now because there's services up ahead. No, no, no. Nobody needs the toilet. 
10 seconds later, after we pass the exit for the services, Mammy, I need to go to the toilet and I can't hold it. Are we there yet? No! We're not there yet. And finally, after a long, over four and a half hours, probably five hours at the stage, with two irritable kids and a fogged up car, we arrive at our destination. Except this was not our Airbnb. It was another few kilometres up, essentially a side of a mountain. So that was great crack. That was the road trip on the way to Killarney. If you're road tripping on this glorious day and you have... uh, some things that happen to you on road trips do get in touch we'd love to hear from you 086 1800 658 also if you have any song requests birthday shout outs any sort of shout outs at all I'd love to hear from you 086 1800 658 let's have some more music here's Ed Sheeran there's Ed Sheeran with Shivers on LMFM's 11 to 1 have to mention as well a big big thank you to I think lots of different people were sitting in for me over the last two weeks. So thank you so much to Paul McKenna. Paul McGuinness was in there as well, I think, in the mix. Uh, Eamon Duffy, I think, might be in there too. So thank you to everybody who kept the show on the road over the last couple of weeks. Uh, But it is me. I'm back. I'm back for the foreseeable. And we're straight into it this morning because uh, we're going to be joined by Jackie Healy very shortly. She is a longtime member of Cucullin Cycling Club. And there's a great initiative that Sport Ireland are running all this week. It's called, uh, to, it's basically to encourage women to, to get outdoors. It's her outdoors week. So it's running until the 14th of August. And it's culminating in the Women's Lap of Loud, which is going to be happening this weekend around the wee county of Loud. And they're encouraging people to sign up to this so we're going to be chatting to Jackie Healy all about this just after these 11 to 1 with Her Outdoors Week it's a Sports Ireland initiative designed to encourage more women and girls to discover the sheer joy of being outdoors and also getting some exercise in so as part of this week long initiative the Cucullin Cycling Club based in Dundalk are hosting the Women's Lap of Loud cycle through the Wee County and that's happening on Sunday so the first Women's Lap of Loud took place in 2019 and was a great success this year organisers are encouraging women of all fitness levels to get involved on the day joining me now to tell us more is Jackie Healy she's Longtime member of Cucullin Cycling Club. She's also the Women's Leisure Rep and Event Director for the Women's Lap of Loud. How are you doing, Jackie? Good morning, Sinead. I'm very well. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. Great to have you. And, you know, I love everything about this, Jackie, because very recently I did the Carlingford Greenway Cycle myself and it was the first time I'd say in, oh, definitely over about 10 years that I was on a bike. And I just felt incredible after it. Like, there's nothing like getting out into the fresh air and and being active outside, isn't there? Exactly, I totally agree with you. Um, as we said, you know, this is her outdoors week and it's running from the 9th to the 14th of August. And basically it is to um, to encourage more women and girls to discover being outdoors and at the same time getting increased their fitness uh, in participating in some uh, recreational activities. So, yeah, so it's great to get out there and enjoy some exercise and clear the head as well. Oh, clear the head, absolutely. And it, there's great weather. There's no excuse for this now. We have to. I even had my fitness class outside for half of it yesterday as well. It really does boost the mood and kind of get you get you going. Uh, but as part of this, Cucullin Cycling Club, um, they are bringing the Women's Lap of Loud back this weekend. So tell me about the Lap of Loud. First of all, it came about kind of in 2019, wasn't it? Yeah, so Kukul and Cycling Club organised the first Women's Lap of Loud by a fellow cyclist, Veronica, in 2019, which proved to be very popular and with a large turnout of female cyclists from across the country. Um, unfortunately, it was unable to run in 2020 and 2021 due to the COVID-19. So this year, the club decided to run the event for the second time, linked in with the Loud Local Sports Partnership. And the women of Cucullin Cycling Club have organised a spectacular women's cycle, especially for women and to promote women in sport. Yeah, and, and as you say, it is a great uh, idea to have it as a women's only thing, you know. Uh, now, you're a member of Cucullin Cycling Club. How long are you with the club yourself? Yes, Sinead, I'm a member of Cucullin for the past six years. Um, it's a great club to be a member of. Um, within the club, there are different categories suited to all abilities. 
uh, which gives you loads of diversity to choose from, whether it's leisure cycling, hill climbing, cycling, mountain biking, cycling or racing. Um, so it's great to be involved with the club. Um, not only that, do you get fit and healthy, but you also gain loads of friends from the club as well. Oh, yeah. And you feel part of something, don't you? You feel part of a really nice community. And, and how did you get into the cycling yourself? Was it something that you enjoyed kind of when you were in your younger years or did you take it up later in life? Well, um, I'm cycling about 12 years and it was my boyfriend at the time, no, my husband, Mark, um, his brother, Alan, asked me, do I cycle? And like that, when we were younger, we were always cycling on bikes and, you know, my mode of transport during college was bike. Yeah. But I hadn't done any official road cycling um, in a few years and, of course, like, you know, I always like a challenge and uh, he challenged me to join them on a cycle which they were doing it for minute students for charity. Um, so I said, yep, I'm up for the challenge. So I accepted it. Um, I owned nothing. Um, I didn't even have a road bike. I didn't <laughs> even have cycling shorts. So I borrowed everything and uh, I headed off and did 30k with them. I was wow. completely wrecked, absolutely wrecked, but I enjoyed it immensely and I was immediately hooked after it. And it was just fantastic. And, and I would say, new, absolutely. And I would say newfound respect in the, the new family that was to come for you as well, you know, in terms of just getting on board and getting stuck into the challenge. Absolutely. Um, so the the lap of loud, you know, it's, it's really for all fitness levels. It's a complete beginner novice like me could take part in something like this. Yes. Yeah, we have two routes. Um, we have a 65k and an 85k. Yes, we do encourage beginners to take part in our 55k, which is a reasonably flat route. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be recommended that if you had a few cycles under your belt, it would be better for you. Um, some of our cyclists have participated in Couch to 50k this year. Um, so they have built themselves up to the 50k and they are participating in the 55k route. Boat routes are fully marshaled on the day, incorporating with water and snack stops as well. Oh yes, we need to have the snack stops along the route. And I'd say there's great crack. I'd say there's great crack on the bikes, and particularly when the weather is so nice as well, when you're all together like that, the the buzz of it must be fantastic altogether. Yes, definitely. There's great crack on the bike and we all help and motivate each other. We might have an ice cream here and there as well at at our bike stops. Oh yeah, you've got to get that fuel in, you really do. Now, as part of this, and this is something that's really important and I think this is great that you're doing this, you're supporting the Dundalk branch of Women's Aid as well by highlighting their services through this lap of length. Yes, um, we are not... uh, we're not we're not doing the cycle for a charity, but we invited women's age to come along um to the women's lap of loud on Sunday morning to services available to them um at any time twenty four hours of the day and like cycling, we all support each other, no matter what the circumstances are yeah and it's here so it's what a great idea to include them in this it's a great time to kind of highlight those amazing services that they're doing in the local area again and as you say you never know what's going on with people and to know that that service is there is is really really important so can people sign up then at this stage is registration still open yes registration is still open um people People can sign up by logging on to a Women's Lap of Loud. Uh, that'll bring you straight to Eventmaster. Also, the link is on Facebook page, Women's Lap of Loud, and it's on our Instagram page, Women's Lap of Loud. And if you have any queries, you can contact me on women at dundalkcycling.com. Perfect. Well, I wish you the best of luck with this. I think we're definitely going to still have some good weather for Sunday, so you'll have great weather uh, as you cycle. But thank you so much for joining me. Thank you very much, Nate. Thank you. Thanks a million. Jackie Heaney there. Women's Lap of Loud happening this Sunday. So the whole thing, it runs, uh, the, the registration sort of part of it from 8am to 9.30am. You sign in. Okay, it's at the DKIT Sports Centre there. As uh, Jackie mentioned, you can find them all over social me- media, Women Lap of Loud. That's what you key in there to find them. And you can find all the details and registration as well. And guaranteed to be a great day. What a great way as well to kind of, you know, finish off this fantastic, her Outdoors Week that's been run as well by Sports Ireland Initiative and on the back of that if cycling isn't your thing let's say getting outside getting your walks in maybe going to the beach and going for a swim getting some activity outside this week is really really important and it's all part of Sports Ireland Initiative Her Outdoors Week so all those details again Women's Lap of Loud on social media You're just like my big song There's Callum Scott 
Where are you now on LMFM's 11 to 1? Now, just uh, on the last item there, we were talking about Women's Aid and Dock and the fact that they're going to be highlighting their services during the lap of loud. Well, I've gotten a message actually um, about this as well because next week, okay, so Women's Aid and Dock, they're going to be in RD next Monday. Okay, so that's the 15th of August in D-Hub from 10am in the morning till 12 noon. They're holding an outreach drop-in clinic, okay? So they're saying pop in, speak with our support worker on a one-to-one basis. No appointment is required so you can just show up to them and uh, you, they do have a 24-hour helpline uh, for more details and information. I have that number here. That's 0429 two double four so nine treble three two double four and they're going to be there in D Hub Monday 15th of August from 10am to 12 noon for that outreach uh, clinic if anybody needs them uh, do pop into them there in RD now we're going to take a quick break and we're back with music from Picture House 11 to 1 just want to let you know, football fans will be interested in this on Friday at 7pm in the D Hotel, Alan Sutton. So he's the longest serving physiotherapist with Leeds United Football Club and he's also a very close friend to the Gary Kelly Cancer Support Centre. He's going to be launching his book, Alan Sutton, My Journey from the Pavement to Premier League with Leeds United Football Club. So that's going to happen on Friday at 7 in the D Hotel. All proceeds from the sales on the day is going to the charity. What a great thing to do uh, to give back in that way so fair play to him what, is, what an interesting story he'll have to tell as well so that book and the launch is going to be happening 7 in the D Hotel this coming Friday Picture House and Sunburst on LMFM's 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here with you. Now, Cannonball 22, the supercar spectacle, is coming back to Meath this September. So 200 supercars, novelty cars, free family festival vibes going to be happening. There's going to be some celebrities as well. And 1,000 kilometres of, <laughs> over 1,000 kilometres of Irish open roads. So spectators are in for a real treat. It's all happening Sunday, 11th of September. That's when the rare supercars are arriving into Trent. Now, as well as great entertainment, the Cannonball event has raised over 1.3 million for Irish charities. And this year, the proceeds are going to the Hope Foundation. Joining me now to tell us more is founder of the Cannonball event, Alan Ballinan. He's from Kiltail County Meath. How are you doing, Alan? Good morning, Sinead. How are you? I am very good, thank you. Uh, great excitement for you and the team behind Cannonball, Alan, this year, because the event is going to be even bigger than previous events. How have you managed to pull that off? It's in great, yeah. This is going to be our largest cannonball entry so far. Uh, we were established since 2009, and typically we would have somewhere in the range of 170, 180 cars. This year we'll have over 200. So um, we're very excited about it, and we're super excited to be finishing in Trem County Mead, um, very close to where I live. Um, and we've always been well supported with the spectators in County Mead. Slane has always been a, a huge favourite for us as well. So this year on Sunday evening, the 11th of September, we'll have all 200 and probably 10 cars um, do several laps of trim. And we'll have big screens up. We'll have dancers, music, and a few surprises that's to be announced now very soon. Oh. It'll all happen in trim. Oh, that is fantastic. And, you know, this Cannonball event, as you said, you started it up in 2009. And, you know, this was on the back of a really memorable European road trip that you took. Isn't that right? Yeah, your research done. Yes, exactly. Yeah, um, yes. So, 2009, I set up. My mum and my sister were working for a charity called Bars at the time, and I had an idea. I do some sort of unique fundraising idea, and I thought, you know, I love cars. I always have since I was a kid. Imagine, you know, putting a convoy cars on a road trip in Ireland with graphics, and you'd raise awareness for the charity as much as funds as much as well need the funds. So we put it together, and the first year we had 137 entries, and we didn't have a clue what we were getting ourselves in for. <laughs> but it was, it was amazing. It, it was weather like this. It was a heat wave. And the crowds came out to see these cars, and we knew straight away we were on to something different. Um, the event has changed a lot in the background since then, a lot more health and safety and a lot more hospitality, uh, you know, all of that has, has increased over the years, but it's still the same idea. It's just like a big community of people who come together, who love cars, um, get dressed up, and we put on a big show over the weekend. And the kids love us, the families come out, and it's free. 
And, That's um, the, and the key thing there as well for a lot of people, it's free. Particularly now, Alan, with everything costing so much, it's rare to get something that's uh, so huge that is free for people. Yes, and I tell you, I mean, when I say we're going to finish with a bang in County Mead, I mean, we're putting all the all, all the resources into this, you know, and I have to be a big thank you to me, County Council, who's been very supportive, um, Ashley Dempsey in Trim. But we, we're going all out, and every, everywhere we go, we're promoting Trim. And we would typically see maybe 30,000 spectators come in to see the, the event finish in Edenderry. So I reckon we're going to have a very big crowd. Um, get in early. Uh, it'll finish around, say, 5.30. But get, get in early and maybe, you know, grab a coffee, get your spot at the, at the castle, see the cars. You won't be disappointed. And we really encourage people to bring, you know, the children up to the cars, get the photographs. Because that's a memory that those kids will always have, you know, sitting. Oh there. yeah, and and speaking about the cars, I was looking at some of the the lineup here of cars. Like you're talking about some pretty sweet rides here. Yes, uh, mainly the event would attract a lot of supercars, Lamborghinis, Ferraris, Porsches, Aston Martins, all of those those lovely sports cars, cars you don't see every day. But it's important to mention we have some very very special cars. Like we have a car this year entering, which is fully restored from the Ghostbusters movie. Oh my God, I'm sold Amazing. straight away. Yeah. I'm going to be in there like Flynn. Can I get in the Ghostbuster car? We'll arrange that. For oh you. my God, that's you it. The finish line now. And <laughs> I love it. it. Yeah. What an iconic and car to have. Brilliant. Unbelievable. I mean, this car has been restored, honestly, for over two years. And it's got a sound system. It's got a laser show. It's got all the, the drivers, so six people in this car will all have Ghostbusters suits on them. Um, that'll be followed behind by the um, DeLorean car. From oh, Paris. listen. So and forget the, the rest of them. That's what I'm going for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, Marty McFly and, and, and the other <laughs> So, um, but like, you know, the big thing is, I suppose, get down to Trim um, on that uh, Sunday uh, evening and get your place early. Uh, it'll be quite a show. We're really looking forward to it. Um, we can't wait. I mean, to me now, it's my local um, town, so I really want to put 110% into it. Oh, I've no doubt you will. And one of the main reasons, as you said, you know, you helped Barrettstown initially, but you've helped so many different charities uh, over the past few years. And this year, you're going to be supporting the Hope Foundation. They'll be the recipients of the proceeds. So tell us about this charity and why you decided to, to select them for this year. Well, it'll be our second year to partner with Hope. So last year we were very fortunate to be able to manage to run Cannonball. Um, it was a smaller event. So I was introduced to the Hope Foundation uh, through Helen O'Dwyer, who looks after our PR. And the lady who's behind us, um, Maureen Forrest, is an amazing woman. And she's put amazing work into, the, into this charity. Uh, the best way to explain it is really it's, it, it looks after a lot of kids in India. Various programs we would have funded over the years, like for instance, like, you know, we would have funded maybe 30 children in the classroom, um, feed them, uh, put uniforms on them, educate them for a year. And that could cost maybe 3,000 euro. Mm. And, you know, 3,000 euro goes a long way. Yeah. So we would, we would fund a number of projects. This year, um, I'm delighted to be able to leave a bus behind or buy a brand new minibus from one of the, the community centres. Um, so last year, we raised 135,000 for Hope. This year, we hope um, to raise, you know, about 160-odd. I'd love to combine the two years and raise a quarter of a million. That's the goal of a quarter of a million for hope this year. Oh, wow. That's a, it's a big target, but I've no doubt, you know, people are so generous and I know that you have sponsors on board. Uh, Circle K uh, are going to be very much supporting this. You've got huge sponsorship involved in this, so I've no doubt that that will come to, to fruition. So do people get tickets? Do we just show up? What happens? The best thing to do is to get everybody to follow us on social media, yep. Cannonball Ireland on Instagram, and yep. live updates. You'll see the latest cars registered. You'll have, we have a few announcements that I mentioned earlier on today that we will probably have um, confirmation in the next week or two, a few more celebrities. Oh, great. Um, we're, we're looking at putting on a big surprise in Trim. Fingers crossed we'll know at the end of this week. And um, fingers crossed, we'll, we'll confirm it all now very soon. But the big show, the cars will all be arriving in around 5 p.m. So get down to Trim early. Follow us on Instagram, Cannonball Ireland, for live updates. And you don't need tickets. Uh, it's a free family event. Um, there's loads of parking in Trim. 
Uh, we have loads of volunteers. Uh, we'll have about 60 people working that event that evening to help ensure that you're in and out smoothly. Bring the camera fully charged and take lots of photographs. Oh, absolutely. It sounds like a magical, memorable family day out in Trim on Sunday, September 11th. Alan, I wish you the best of luck with the final preparations for this. Thank you so, so much for joining me today. You're very good. Thanks very much, Ned. Thanks a million. Alan Bannon there. Uh, he is the founder of this Cannonball event. It's coming to Trim. Cannonball.ie if you want to get more information. As, as Alan said there, Cannonball Ireland. Okay, follow them on Instagram. You'll get all the live updates there. And it's happening Sunday, September 11th. 11 to 1. Now it's time to go back in time and a day that I think everyone needs today. Today is Lazy Day. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 774455. On this day in 1960, it was the LA premiere of Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho, starring Anthony Perkins and Janet Lee, who could forget that shower scene and that movie so iconic. And today is Lazy Day. It's a special day you can celebrate without even getting up from your bed or the sofa. <laughs> Lazy Day is an ideal excuse to take a break and enjoy some precious me time without feeling guilty about it. So stay lazy today. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drogheda and Dundalk showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie there's Gaga Poker Face on LMFM's 11 to 1. News at 12 is approaching, but still to come. The first ever Boyan Valley International Film Festival is happening this weekend in the area. Filmmaker in focus for the festival, Roisin Carney, is going to be chatting to me about her career and her involvement in the festival. And Brittany is back. More on her collaboration with an icon. That's all to come. 11 to 1. With there's Katy Perry smiling. We're all smiling today. You're listening to LMFM's 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here with you. And the sun is shining. So it's great. It's great to have that lovely warm sun on the skin. Hope you're keeping safe in the sun, slapping on the high factor and taking breaks from the heat as well, making sure you're getting all the fluids in as well. Uh, very important. Very important. We had the paddling pool up earlier on in the week. I know, I know it drives me bonkers at times, but look at they had a great time inside in it on Monday. Uh, no doubt it's out in the back garden uh, today as well. Gorgeous. It's weather for paddling pools. It really is. And if it keeps them entertained for a little while, I'm all for it. But do stay safe in the sun and cool down as well because this is kind of the hottest point of the day now. So take a little breather into the shade with you as well. Um, but if you are enjoying the sun, let me know. Get in touch. 86 658 now, Britney Spears is set to return with a bang. Yes, she's returning to the music scene. And I don't know, a lot of people were kind of dubious about whether she would go back uh, on stage and perform and things like that. That's yet to be kind of confirmed, but she definitely is back with new music. She's collaborating with none other than Sir Earl Elton John. Like, I'd imagine if Sir Elton John calls you up, you know, that is the call that you're not going to be saying no to really, are you? Uh, but she's absolutely brilliant. So details of the project uh, are limited, but we do know that the title of the track is called Hold Me Closer. So they both took to their Instagrams to share a little icon of a rose and a rocket to kind of show the collaboration between the two of them and they had Hold Me Closer on it as well so uh, there was speculation that they were going to be working on a new version of uh, his uh, 1971 hit Tiny Dancer uh, but it is going to be called Hold Me Closer so that's all I know just the title of it uh, but there will be more information released um, in the in the next little while no doubt on this but I can't wait I can't wait to see Britney back in action back performing I think it's you know high time that we had Brittany back in our lives. She is just an incredible artist and to be performing alongside Elton John as well in this, I am excited. I really am. Now, time to see what else is happening in the world of celebrity. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Hi, I'm Louise. Amy Adams says the opportunity to star in London's West End came at the right time for her. The actress is starring in a production of The Glass Menagerie by playwright Tennessee Williams. She says she was offered the role she was looking for for a challenge. I wanted to take something on that required the type of endurance and commitment that this does and to really uh, explore language in a new way. I thought that was something that um, is very different for me when I'm working in film. 
England football star Lauren Hemp is going to make a special guest appearance on Hollyoaks. She'll play herself as a football coach on the Channel 4 show in tonight's episode on E4. The soap recorded an extra scene the day after the team's historic win at the 2022 Euros. I Am Groot comes to our screens on Disney Plus today. The animated short follows a host of characters from the MCU. Marvel executive Brad Winderbaum says Baby Groot reminds us of ourselves when we were kids. I also think we relate to him almost on a on on a parental level. Like I find myself watching what he does and thinking about the crazy stuff that my own kids have gotten into over the years. And I think that's what makes him such a relatable and entertaining character to watch. That's The Buzz. I'm Louise. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Speaking of TV things, actually, I watched very recently, somebody actually had uh, screen grabbed it. Uh, somebody I follow on Instagram had screen grabbed that they were watching this. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to stick that on as well. Shania Twain's Not Just a Girl. It's on Netflix. Not sure if people checked it out, but it's so, so good. It's kind of it goes through her whole career, really. And I mean, I knew she was obviously a huge artist, but I didn't realise what not only a trailblazer that she was in terms of, you know, kind of the mix of country and moving into pop and sort of how she really was just so, so successful. Like she's like unbelievably iconic. And I had known that she had gone through obviously personal difficulties as well. You know, it does go through um, obviously the meeting of her husband and rock producer Mutt Lang. And she does touch on obviously their breakup because it was so public. But also, I I had no idea that she actually is suffering from Lyme disease and what that, uh, how that impacted on her and her voice and performing and everything. Oh my God, this woman is incredible. It really is. So it goes through everything. It goes from the very first kind of, you know, how she got her start. She was singing in bars when she was very young and that was very much encouraged by her mother. And then, um, you know, how she kind of broke into the very, very male orientated, uh, difficult country music scene and then how she broke all the moulds there and then how she kind of really became accepted as a pop artist and a country artist. Fantastic. Even if you're not a fan of her, guaranteed you're going to like this. It's on Netflix at the moment. It's called Shania Twain Not Just a Girl. So there you go. Nice little recommendation for tonight to watch for you. Now back to the music. Here's Paul Young. There's Paul Young. Every time you go away on LMFM's 11 to 1 you won't want to go anywhere because this weekend the Boyne Valley International Film Festival. It's the first every year of this. It is going to be taking place in the Drihid Arts Centre. It's going to be a two-day event, really. Well, a night and a day of just jam-packed really programme that, that's going to be uh, in focus here. Uh, so it's all short films. So they're going to have films from uh, the local area here that have a special focus on the local Boyne Valley region. They'll also have Irish uh, made uh, films as well. Filmmakers from around the country. International films as well will be screened. And there's a clatter, a clatter after a Q&A's and workshops and everything else I'm going to be very much involved in a lot of the Q&A's that are happening as well and the filmmaker in focus is writer, producer, director actor, I don't know how many more things I can add to this woman's CV but Roisin Kearney, she is the filmmaker in focus, she's going to be chatting to me a bit about her career and her involvement in the festival, we're going to join her just after these. 11 to 1 Set against the beautiful backdrop of the Boyne Valley, filmmaker Frank Kelly and Drihid Arts Centre are hosting the inaugural Boyne Valley International Film Festival this weekend. It's a two-day event featuring the best short films from around the country, the world and there's a special focus on films made in the Boyne Valley region. Now my next guest has been selected as the festival's first filmmaker in focus with well over 20 years working in theatre, film and TV. This woman has brought productions from writers such as Roddy Doyle, Pat McCabe and John Banville to name a few to the stage as well as that in 2014 she returned to film with a bang producing a short film The Love Agency and she's since worked on numerous award winning short films as producer writer and director bringing issues that affect women uh, to the fore from unplanned pregnancy coercive control and homelessness she certainly has made her mark in Irish cinema I've no doubt she has a lot more to say Roisin Kearney is on the line and it's an absolute pleasure how are you doing Roisin? 
Hi, Sinead. How are you? Thanks Hi. so much for having me on. Oh, it's great to chat to you. Uh, delighted to have you on the programme. Now, the Boyne Valley International Film Festival is happening this weekend. It's the first year. You're a filmmaker in focus and, you know, with a pretty impressive career, which I've just outlined some of it there. I can see why you would be the obvious choice for filmmaker in focus. But you're you're setting the standard now very high, Roisin, for the next people. Uh, but you must be thrilled that you're in focus and, and you're the, the for the first year of this. I I was actually in shock when Frank first asked me. I was I was I don't know. We all suffer a little bit of imposter syndrome. So when I was asked, I was really um, taken aback and so privileged. I mean, it's it's an amazing opportunity, and he is and always has been such a champion of um, filmmakers and being a filmmaker himself as well. That. Uh, yeah, I was I was really taken back and delighted, delighted to be asked. Well, I think it's a great excuse for people to get to know you and to get maybe stuck into your work as well, because there's going to be a numerous amount of films that are going to be screened, which we're going to chat to you about in a little while. But you're a writer, you're a producer, you're a director, you've acted, you've worked in so many different roles behind the scenes in theatre and film as well. But take me back to the start. What drew you to this world of theatre, first of all, and then eventually film? Theatre, I always had an absolute passion. I loved theatre from the time I was very young. I used to be, the Panto was my birthday present every year. Oh, and, I love it. Um, so that was, Maureen Potter was my idol. I loved her and I loved everything about it. And I always really enjoyed performance. And I love, even, you know, if you're in the audience, the energy that is supplied when something is live on stage or indeed in film when an entire audience are watching something together. Like, it's, I love the energy and the electricity that sort of runs through everything that's there. And I suppose that's really what drew me in initially. And um, then just, I went to Inchicore VC, did theatre performance and mime, and then we did some direction, we did some technical stuff um, in there and then I got a job in City Arts Centre as the first female technician in Ireland. <laughs> I, I read up about that actually and I was down here is my next question. What, what a cool thing to have on your CV as your first ever job as well and no doubt a baptism of fire because you know something like that you're learning on your feet all the time you have to be able to adapt you have to perform under pressure and it's really a learning curve I'd imagine for you huge learning curve and like I mean I didn't even know that I didn't know I was the first when I started and um, Jerry Morgan um, who's deceased now was my manager and just you couldn't have asked for a better place or better people to be around I mean it was incredibly encouraging huge amount of learning and that was part of what we were doing you know we were learning as we went and then working with so many new and emerging theatre companies and you know, there was a level of excitement. There was, you know, there was always something new. There was always a new show coming in. There was always something to be done. And, you know, the comedy shows and then there was a gallery space and music studios. So it was a really exciting place to work. It was, you know, I was very, very lucky to get that. And it was on a CE scheme I got in. Oh. So it was um, training while you were learning. And then I went on and worked as, a lighting designer and technician and stage director and sort of got to travel around for years doing all of that sort of stuff, which was brilliant. Um, I don't think you realise at the time. Yes, this is it. In the middle of us, you know what I mean? It's a, Only looking back now, you go, oh my God, that was amazing. That was know? an amazing opportunity. I should have enjoyed it more in the moment. I totally <laughs> get you. Absolutely. And, and you know, when it, come to, when it came to, say, the, getting into film then, what came first? Was it writing, directing? How did that all kind of come about for you? Well, I had worked on a few um, super low-budget indie feature films when I was still in, just actually after I left City Arts Centre with Stephen Kane and Triona Campbell was producer. We went over to Jersey and made a feature over there. Then I worked on a couple more. But it always felt so outside my ability to be able to do something like that, to be able to make a film. Um, we were shooting on film, film. And it was actually... The one with Stephen Kane was the first digital feature film made, as far as I know. And um, it was incredibly expensive to do anything, you know. Mm. So it wasn't ever something that I felt I'd be able to do or would have access to. And um, But I got loved it. I loved being around and working away and doing whatever I was asked to do and enjoyed it eventually. And then I was back in theatre. I was in the Ark Children's Theatre for a good number of years Um and worked as stage director and did light and tech in there and toured with the ARC 
um, which was fantastic. And it it kind of all came to a slight grinding halt when I had children. (laughs) Well, this brings me nicely to my next section because, do you know, when you you are a mum and you're kind of focusing obviously on raising kids and you're working in a precarious industry that really isn't kind, not only to, to, to women and at times, but definitely to mothers. And it's, it's, it's very tricky. Did you feel, oh my God, I'm missing out on all these opportunities or did you just embrace motherhood? And I know you were obviously working in script development and you were talent skating and you were, it's not like you weren't working there at all, but it's sort of, did you find like that you had to kind of, you know, re and kind of put up your hand again and go, I'm here, I'm still here, you know? Oh, one hundred percent. I mean, it was for me. It was devastating because I worked freelance and I'd been used to the phone never stopping. You know what I mean? I always mm. kind of always on something. But obviously, touring is difficult. You know, the insurance issues around pregnancy, and if you're working as a technician, so that's going to come into play. The Ark were brilliant. They supported me right the way through first pregnancy, and then I went back very briefly after the second. But I suppose with freelance work and looking for childcare and all that sort of stuff, you you're not making enough a lot of the time to yeah. be able. And people do question. They're going, oh, will she be able for that now that she has? You know, so it's a, that does come up and it's a conversation that's had and we know all know it's had. Um, that doesn't necessarily come up with guys as much. I'm no. sure it does, but just not as, you know, not at the same level. But, uh, oh yeah, no, I found it devastating. Mm. <laughs> I want my life back. Yeah. But uh, I was kind of busy as well. So that, you know, yeah, I, I know. And, and, and I know, like looking back, you, you wouldn't change anything. And really kind of from, from, from 2014 onwards, you know, this is when, you know, you really kind of came to into your own in terms of, of filming. Like, Love Agency, this was the, the first short film as producer. So tell me about this process. Was it a, a huge learning curve for you again? Or were you like, ah, I'm home now? Yeah. <laughs> I kind of went in blind, blind to a certain extent. Um, Jonah Campbell was producing at the time. and She was a great I, mentor, wasn't she? She was fantastic. Yeah. Was a very good friend and an amazing person. And um, we had, I'd been writing away and she was like, let's just shoot this. Let's just make it. So off we went. And it was a short comedy, and I, it's actually something that's kind of, it, like, it's longer now. It's a, it's kind of almost more of a theatre piece in a lot of mm. ways. And um, it was probably my first, even though it's comedy, it was my sort of first tiptoe into course of control and gaslight and stuff like that. So yeah. it was something that was, even though we didn't have the words at the time, we didn't know what it was called, but we all knew it, if you know what I mean. Um, and... But yeah, so we made that and then I was kind of reading and I'd been working with writers, but I'm dyslexic myself. So it wasn't an area I thought I could do either because I was always really self-conscious of, you know, spelling. You know Mm. what I mean? I would have had a very difficult time with that. And even though I always wrote and I loved writing, no one else could probably read it except for me. (laughs) (laughs) That was a bit difficult. But... um, it's confidence. It's yeah. you know, it's confidence around that, and I think it took me a very long time to have the confidence to sort of put stuff out there and say, well, you know what, there's going to be, you know, there could be spellings issues, there could be this, that, and the other. But that's really not what it's about. It's about character, and I would be very um, character focused. Oh, completely. Yeah, and this is where, you know, your work really kind of resonates with people. Like, I watched The Family Way, uh, which you wrote and produced. I watched that the other night. It's on YouTube. I highly recommend people seek this out. I laughed so much, but I was also Ruth in this story so it really resonated with me and this idea of three females all experiencing a possible surprise pregnancy was just like like it like it's it should be like we shouldn't be laughing in a lot of ways but we are laughing so much like where did the inspiration come from and was it important for you to have laughter around this oh absolutely i love comedy and i always think the best way of tackling hard subjects is through comedy i think it works incredibly well in general because um you know, people want to be entertained. They want to have a good time. They want to watch something that gives them the giggle, gives them a laugh, but also, you know, that they can identify with at some level as well and have a little think about it or maybe see a perspective that they hadn't before. That's why we do it, you know. And um, I'd, I think the first, I was actually working, I was in film based doing a course with Mary Kate. Um, I'll find again, she's a script editor and a script guru. And we had done this little exercise of writing, you know, a scene. 
And anyway, as per usual, I was like, couldn't stop at the scene, so I had to write a whole short film. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, it was, I had someone had said, oh, well, you know, the pharmacist knows everything about everyone in a town. Oh, yes, yes. And that, <laughs> that kind of stuck with me, and I was like, hmm, that's kind of interesting. And then it would have been 2015, 16, so it was before the referendum. Was, yeah. And it was, you know, and everything in Iran that would have been like I remember when the ace was brought in so like that's how old I am <laughs> and um, you know it, it was it's a very was a very important thing to me you know that um, and it was something that I wanted to write something about but I wanted it to be engaging and entertaining as well and at the time in Ireland like that was you know and I'm sure it's something that happened but adult mother adult mother daughter relationships I always find interesting anyway and then, like women in their forties, yeah. I mean, I, there's friends of mine who are starting families. There's friends of mine who are grandparents. There's friends of mine who are all in my age group. So you can be anywhere and be anything at that age in a family, you know, in a family setup, um, which I always think is fascinating and so important to to bring to the screen. And like you say, you know, there's not enough really brilliant stories about women in their 40s and beyond. Uh, So this is kind of where this this comes in. And I know that that's something that's really important to you. Now, the festival is going to show this movie, but uh, it's it's also showing five in total, uh, all a very different take. Um, But, you know, there's there's a great mix there of of light and dark and all of them, I think, you know, as well as these, you know, heavy enough topics. But what do you hope that the audience takes away from seeing your work? Well, I suppose of the of the films that are going into that, I, I mean, there's a lot of progression personally for me yeah. through them, you know, um, because with well, like we have each other is up, which is the first film I kind of really went back with, which we shot over a week. Naomi Sheridan is writer direct on that, and in some ways that was kind of a lot of what got me back in as well because <laughs> Naomi was here and she's she's got loads of writing credits and all the rest but she hadn't directed and I was like well sure we'll just make something (laughs) as innocent as that sounds (laughs) (laughs) and off we went and um, film base was around at the time and I trotted into film base and had a chat in there with Alan and Barbara just about and they kind of gave me pointers on you know what I might need and what we should do and off we went and literally we made on the shoestring and Bow Street gave us the locations, which we shot in for a week. And um, it was amazing, empowering experience just mm. to go out there and make something with next to nothing. Um, and I find in general, the film community in Ireland are really supportive of each other. You know, if you need some help, if you need a hand, if you need a bit of advice, people are there and they're very willing to put the hand out and say... Which is great, okay. so important, yeah. Because if if... Everything that ever gets made, every achievement anyone within the industry makes is reflective of the entire industry and it yeah. brings us all on. And I think that's thing and with Boyne Valley and you know, the work of putting that festival together, like we can't under like I have, understand how much work is involved in putting the festival together. Oh sure, and I met Frank Kelly the other day, he's barely oh. standing up let me tell you, he's absolutely <laughs> exhausted. <laughs> but it's it, 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 those things and those people that um, really push the industry forward and yeah. we see how well the industry is doing nationally and the reason for that is because of people like Frank and all the other people out there in all the festivals all the people who put their hand out and help people along their way, growing that from the ground up and um, now I'm in the great, I recently have development from Screen Ireland with ABJ Productions on a comedy series and then I got to direct with Michalow with um, for RTE for a TV show which was an incredible It was amazing keep it up absolutely brilliant yeah. yes and, I mean again there's things there that I never dreamt of that I never thought would happen happened you know and I suppose if you keep plugging away it can be incredibly difficult and <laughs> very emotionally draining yes but um, I think if you keep plugging away eventually something takes something yeah. gets there and I suppose confidence is the biggest issue for most people I think and that's you know it's it is that and like Frank's running um, a workshop I know on the Saturday morning on making a short film and it, it is that it's just going out and doing something making something and it's the first step on what can be a really exciting path
Yes, absolutely. And, and there's so much that people are going to get from, from this festival. And like you rightly say, it's about going out, getting bums on seats, supporting this, because then the industry can continue to grow and flourish. Roisin, it's, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you. I'm really looking forward to meeting you now at the festival at the weekend. Congratulations on being the first, uh, the filmmaker in focus for the first ever film uh, festival here. And uh, the best of luck going forward in, in whatever the future holds for your career. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to seeing you at the weekend too. Thanks a million. Roisin Kearney there, Boyne Valley International Film Festival. It's running this Friday 12th, Saturday 13th of August. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be doing a host of Q&A sessions uh, with Roisin. We're going to get more in depth into this chat. Let me tell you, that's only the surface of what I want to talk to this lady about. Uh, If you're interested in film, if you're interested in getting started in the industry, or maybe you're just curious about how do films get made? Well, this is the festival for you. Let me tell you all the details on this and the tickets are ridiculously cheap. OK, ridiculously cheap. All of the information, you'll find it on drehid.com. 11 to 1. Dermot Kennedy, Better Days on LMFM's 11 to 1. Just want to remind people about this because I know it's always in big demand. A historical and heritage walk and talk presented by community historian Brendan Matthews is happening today, this evening. So he's going to begin at the gates of Millmount Museum here in Drogheda at 7.30pm. He never charges for the event but donations are accepted and it's guaranteed to be a really nice evening as well for this. So And it's always very, very interesting. So that's happening uh, starting at the gates of Millmount Museum this evening at 7.30pm. Now it's time for this. LMFM Job Search with thanks to LMFM Online. Check out the latest Northeast news, sport and entertainment on lmfm.ie. The Valley Inn, Malera Dunlear requires an experienced full-time bar person. Excellent terms and conditions are provided. Please send your CV to valleyinninquiries at gmail.com. And Men's Aid Ireland requires a part-time HR administrator based in the Navan area. You can visit mensaid.ie for more details on that one. And don't forget all of the details of those jobs can be found on our local job section on lmfm.ie. LMFM Job Search. 11 to 1 with Almost time to say goodbye on the show but before I do if you are looking for something to do this weekend particularly with the kids I highly recommend that you go along on Sunday to Minolte Steam Threshing Festival it is celebrating its 47th anniversary started way back in the 1970s it's a fun filled day out for all the family vintage cars tractors steam machines threshing mills horse drawn harvesters there's a special celebration of 60 years of the Mark 1 Ford Cortina there's live music Music country superstar Nathan Carter is going to be there. Matt and Paul Levy as well. The Ennis brothers, Gavin Gribben, lots more. They've got craft stalls, food stalls, the fun fair. The whole shebang is happening there uh, from 10am next Sunday. So get there early and make it a great day out. So that is a a great, it really is. It's a very fun family day out, I have to say. Being the last uh, couple of years, well not with COVID and everything, but before that. And it is, it's a great family day out. Speaking about being out and about, I'm out tomorrow at Drogheda Credit Union I'm going to be out uh, there to launch the membership app they're going to be launching that uh, tomorrow so we'll have all the details on tomorrow's programme for that so stay tuned for that one Uh, excited excited I'm leaving the comfort of the studio and going out and about so I'm looking forward to that one now I think it's only right to finish with a song from the Pogues as uh, people might have heard this morning um Pogues bass player Daryl Hunt uh, has sadly passed away on Monday age 72 so let's have a rainy night in Soho just for him thank you so much for joining me as always great to be back chat to you again tomorrow have a great day LMFM Podcasts with CNC Carpets we bring the showroom to you or book a new showroom appointment on 087 660 4237